0: Listen to the Black Guy Who Tips Podcast Because Rod and Karen are hot.
1: Yeah. I want things to go my way, but as of late a lot of shit been going sideways and my mother tried to run away from home, but I left something in the car and I caught her in the driveway and she cried to me, so I cried too and my stomach was soaking wet she only fired too and forty eight hours before I showed up and bought a thousand dollars worth of drinks and got pulled up, damn my reality just set in and even when my fans lease the hoes them hoes, going to get in i do a lot of things hoping i never had to fit in so try to keep up with my progress is like a dead end my girl love me but fucking my heart beats slow and right now the tour bus is looking like a freak show the life changed for us every single week so it's good but i know this ain't the peak though because i want the money and the fame hey welcome to the black guy podcast with y'all's rod and karen that's right and we are live on a tuesday starting the show with some misogynistic lyrics because we hate black women
2: <laughs> and we are the
1: same as umar johnson no we are not it is exactly the same no it is not sir well uh that that's not what I hear in the emails that I get sometimes. Um, anyway, guys, we are mm-hmm. live on Tuesday. and uh, we appreciate y'all supporting the show and tuning in. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, automatic search the blackout to us, leave us five star reviews. The official webinar of the show is it's at the unofficial sport It's
2: Bullet Ball.
1: a Bullet Ball Extreme And today's podcast is brought to you by just us. Okay, guys. We are ready to do some podcasting for you guys and that's all that really counts um all kinds of stuff going on let's get into the news i don't know what i'll talk about a lot of news going around how about this internet sensation salt bay remember salt bay Hmm. newsret Gulch. i don't know how you pronounce his last name but he was a dude that would be getting all romantical on them on the meats
2: uh, yes it was a jewel somebody shared a clip of him like cutting meat
1: and them responding to him, that shit was hilarious. Oh, the black dude that was in the kitchen? Yes! Yeah, then he, threw the, <laughs> he threw the meat on his face? Yes! <laughs> it was so good. It cracked me up.
2: Yes! I don't remember where it is. I wish we it's, had to play for it. It's here. on my
1: Facebook page, but I wouldn't be able to find it. You know? No problem. So, anyway, uh, the Turkish self is opening up a Turkish steakhouse in New York City. What? Yeah, ain't that crazy the power of the internet, really?
2: That shit gonna be that shit gonna be bananas. Yep. Gonna be a bunch of women up in there.
1: Uh he's landed a few serving jobs with celebs such as DJ Khaled and even Simone Biles. Yeah, I will just seeing him in the weirdest places. It'd be and like randomly in co- videos and shit. You'd be like, where the fuck he come from? It's just like a commercial for a phone and then this nigga's just standing over there by DJ Khaled. I'm like, I don't know what's happening.
2: Mm-hmm. He was hot in the street. They were like, Look, you you around me you make me better. You ain't got to say nothing. You just make me better.
1: Yeah, I had a salt Bay shirt for a little bit. Like I was in I was in on this. Uh but what most don't know is he isn't only a master at tossing salt on a few steaks, he's also the owner of a successful chain of Turkish steakhouses. Um he launched his N U S R Dash E T restaurants last uh oh well years ago and he has been he has some in Dubai and Abu Dhabi and he just recently opened one in Miami. However, he has now decided to expand. On Monday, he had the grand opening of the newest restaurant to be added to the food chain in the United States. It's none other than Midtown Manhattan.
2: That He was in Miami. That explains why he ain't everybody shit.
1: Yeah, I mean, he apparently an international sensation. It wasn't just the... Uh, right,
2: and he was way before them videos started floating around the internet. He's like, y'all, I've been doing this for a long ass time.
1: Yeah, good for him, though.
2: I'm excited for him.
1: Black people, you know, love that dude. Mm-hmm. Hope he don't turn out to be racist. So. Ain't that just our luck? We start liking somebody and we find out they fucked up. That's how it always be with black shit, <laughs> right? Like, oh, Justin Timberlake! Oh, that boy can dance! Oh, he got cornrows. And then next thing you know, you say some racist. Right, so you like, oh. Didn't we almost like, have it all? I just think all lives matter. I'm like, oh, we can't have no white base. Uh, Chick fil A owner in North Dakota apologizes for booting breastfeeding mom. Uh, the owner of a Chick-fil-A at a restaurant in North Dakota has apologized telling the breastfeeding mother to leave. How does this keep happening? Boobies, titties. Like, if it's not illegal, I don't no, understand. No, it is not. I don't understand how this ever comes up. Oversexualized titties, titties are
2: only meant for a man to suck and lick them, ladies. Other than that, fuck that baby. Let that baby cry.
1: Um, uh, Macy Hornung said she was kicked out of a restaurant in fargo on saturday because she was breastfeeding a baby without a cover even though she said she was being discreet north dakota law enacted in 2009 allows women to breastfeed in public if they do it in a discreet and modest manner though it doesn't define what that means the restaurant owner never gave me a chance to explain that my daughter will flail scream and rip our cover off um
2: right like you talking about a small child they don't, they don't give a fuck about where they at
1: <laughs> right it causes even more frustration than a very angry baby so it isn't worth it to me uh Hornick says she showed no more than uh had she been wearing a bathing suit and Hornick told her story to local paper reporters and also posted a comment on social media it drew thousands of comments shared from people who support her many people also posted negative comments on the restaurant's Facebook page though there are some uh that support the business <laughs> who else? those people took the time mm-hmm. just the, the same people that don't like the gays <laughs> thank you for getting them titties out of the public space we don't like titties and we don't like glitter i don't know why it has a southern voice in my head but it or just flags
2: does. with the rainbow
1: color yes. this is todd jones from florida you know what that's i what? just want to say i support north dakota business i and always assume all
2: races have a southern accent no
1: matter where they are i didn't even say they was racist but sure we don't even know what color these titties were, Karen. This is about titties being put up, not racism. But
2: but I don't know. They always blend and mesh together.
1: Mm-hmm. I do feel if you have a titty phobia, you probably do. Have some racial issues, too, but you never know.
2: Yeah, they cousins, you know. I, yeah, it's, you know, that's a second, third generation cousin. You know, they ain't tight as uh, bigotry and uh, sexism and racism. I mean, as, as bigotry and sexism, but, you know, it's a fourth cousin down the line.
1: Restaurant owner Kimberly Flam issued a statement of apology Sunday. Damn, a woman on it? Mm. I would like the public to publicly apologize to Macy Hornung for the ways I handled the situation on Saturday. I ask for your forgiveness on this matter as I learned from it. My goal is to provide a warm, welcoming environment for all my guests. with well, that, that, that's, that's just wild. Mm-mm-mm.
2: Right, and you wouldn't have apologized if people would have approved of your behavior.
1: yeah they got up about the paint. Uh, in President Oprah News, uh she won't be getting his vote for president a man applies for the trademark to nopra
2: uh, you can have that one sir
1: well a lot of you wokes that listen probably agree with this man from arizona of all places y'all don't want her to run either i got going go put some money in his pockets and get nopra shirts against a black woman <laughs> i know y'all ain't see proud Mary you so woke though Okay, see y'all in the theater for Black, uh, Black Panther cause I know y'all will be there since the white man did that
2: I'm gonna be there head wrapped and all
1: an Arizona man has applied for the trademark to Oprah and attempt to capitalize on rumors of her running for president Oprah Winfrey the man is looking to secure the use of the phrase on merchandise and is hoping for a um, make America great again effect with the anti Oprah campaign that's wearing his gear should she run in two years time
2: she may not run, nigga.
1: Everybody so ah God, I hope she I, I hope everybody gets all mad about nothing. I really hope she's like <laughs> I'm sorry, but president is a downgrade from Oprah. Come on. I, right now I hold the title of Oprah of the United States of the world. Come and on the federations and the galaxy And I actually got more power than the president. <laughs> right in the universe there's only one oprah there have been many presidents come on i would never take the pay (laughs) cut because it would be a big pay cut but uh yeah this motherfucker trying to make a nopra shirt whack-ass nigga (sighs) that's where it starts though i should thank him because this is what it's gonna take to get everybody on her side just a a few more few more white people just capitalizing and being racist and shit and then people have to be like oh I don't want to vote for it, but y'all gonna stop calling her a nigger. Like we gonna have come to, on? We have to lose the nuance of the conversation about racism coming in. Oh man, we can't have nothing. Anyway, nope. um, uh, you remember that dude from the Google engineer who wrote that fucking uh, manifesto about how Google's diversity is killing the company and shit? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, he is suing. Uh, you're suing Google because he said um, he uh, apparently uh, it was a class action lawsuit against Google um, he argues that Google has an open hostility for conservative thought as if conservative thought isn't an open hostility for everyone not a white man
2: and they have policies and procedures and rules in place to say you don't do this shit in the working environment everybody watch
1: them stupid ass videos also, is liberal or conservative thought a guaranteed right at a workplace?
2: No, it's not.
1: I mean, think about that. So, should he be able to go in and be like, guys, um, gay people should not be able to get married, uh, and my, the email I sent this from is jim at google.com, chief marketing officer or whatever. Should I be able to do that? I don't think you should be able to do that for anyone's company.
2: Right, because you represent that company. You did, you did this bullshit on company's time. They have the right to fire you, particularly if, I don't know about where this, where, what location this is, mm-hmm. but I know here in North Carolina, we are right to work state. If you walk in and they don't like you, they go going to be like, you fired, and you could be like, uh, well, what did I do? They're like, fuck it, we don't like you, you're fired, and there's nothing you can do about it. You are not guaranteed the right to work.
1: Right.
2: In the right to work state. Some states are a little different.
1: Google Manager goes to extreme and illegal list to encourage hiring managers to be protect to take protected categories such as race and or gender into consideration as determining hiring factors to the detriment of Caucasian and male employees and potential employees at Google. Oh, the mm-hmm. white man is the real victim.
2: You mean the the highest percentage of people they have there? Like, right. You know, I bet you if Google went through and swept and said we have about eighty percent white men here. You know, what the fuck are you talking about? Is mm-hmm. that reverse racism bullshit that don't goddamn exist?
1: Man, this dude really took it to the to the extreme, man. What a yeah, fucking Yeah, they, fuck. they're the real
2: victims and I think that irritates me, but you know, when you be like, okay, well then where's your oppression? No, no, not I'm not trying to say nothing bad happened in your life. Where's your systematic oppression <laughs> that this whole system puts against you? Are you being stopped and frisked? Are you being put off by the police? Are you not getting hired because you're a white male? Get
1: what a year. Sn- what a snowflake. Um yeah, we we were sort of brainwashed to believe this the natural course of things, he said in a news conference. By the way, there's no bigger white privilege than the fact that there's a news conference about him being like, uh, guys, I'm a white man and my feelings were hurt. I wrote a fucking uh I wrote a manifesto I didn't need to write criticizing the company i work for oh,
2: company companies and said
1: that that them promoting diversity and inclusion was bad and i got fired and guys i need a press conference to talk about my feelings like honestly the woman who got kicked out for breastfeeding deserved a press conference more than this dude right the new oh man it's such a weird like in, in some ways we've advanced so far as a society that uh i really like i'm so glad to be alive at this point right you know like um and in some ways like things have changed so fast in my lifetime even that shit is totally different like i was thinking about that lucas kid the one who got beat up at school his mom put went viral or whatever because i was talking to a dude today and he said something about some kids that got kicked off a a basketball team locally because um they allegedly threatened this kid to bully him or whatever and the kid called the cops and so schools take that shit serious now mm-hmm. and i was like man y'all realize how much my life has changed like it's changed in my lifetime when i was in school you would have just been the kid that got beat up by the basketball team and that have been the end maybe you tell a parent maybe you tell the school maybe somebody something happens gets kicked <laughs> out the team for a couple of days maybe or they make you talk to somebody or somebody doesn't get to ride the bus home something you know something but i was like in my lifetime that has changed i say you know now if a kid gets beat up you can actually call the news like the actual news will come cover it because bullying is so wrong now that they'll be like this is newsworthy a kid got bullied
2: and it's always been wrong people the society just didn't take it seriously
1: yeah but when kids got bullied at my age it was just i mean when i was a kid it was just you got bullied right well you know like oh that nigga took my basketball like that was the end of it Like, I couldn't call Channel 9 when I got home. Like, this nigga took my basketball, you know? They'd be like, get off our phone line, click. When racist shit happened to kids at school. It used to just be some racist shit happening to your ass at school. And black people been dealing with it our whole lives. But now, and a lot of it's because of social media. I was like, social media, and I mean, obviously some people abuse it, but social media has changed things so much. A kid gets beat up, and the parent, not all parents, obviously, but it's conceivable a parent would pull out their phone, point it at their crying child, and put it on instagram or facebook or twitter you know what i mean like that that's that's changed that's not something i could never see my parents doing some shit like that you know and that is ultimately a thing i think people shouldn't do but we're fine you know whatever it's that is not my kid and maybe there and there are some positives to the idea of showing people the effects of the things that kids do to each other but still i couldn't i couldn't think of it myself You know, if I'm hanging out with Layla and she start crying, I don't go, let me get my phone real quick. Hold on. Can you say that again? Now, what they do to you at school? You know what I mean? Right.
2: And because the way my mind ticks and and a lot of it has to do with how we were raised, I'm like, let me check on your welfare and safety and be sure that you okay. My automatic thing, and be like, ooh, this is a great time for me to record this private moment in my kids' life.
1: Right, this is gonna go viral. You know what I mean? Like, right, and then get
2: mad when people criticize you. But the thing is, you put parenting on the internet. All of a sudden, people will publicly publicly have their opinions about your parenting skills. And
1: I, I say we say this as podcasters. We say this as people that put our lives out there for some for some you know evaluation. But it's weird though because there's so much stuff i just it's just not of my generation so it doesn't cross my mind like right i don't think uh when i'm normally hanging out with people i never think to take a picture and i and i'm trying to be better about it because i always do want to take the picture i always forget and then i go i have a great time i go home and i think about it that night like fuck i hung out with this person all day we didn't even get a picture together. We should have got a picture together. Uh,
2: I try to be more conscious I, of things like that. Like, you know, because like yeah. you say, we will and won't even think twice. It's about a
1: generational it. thing. Right. You know, I, I had a good time. That was the thing. It's not everybody's not everything's not for consumption. Mm-mm. You know, when uh, I take um, like uh, when people do Instagram stories or Facebook live, that's something I just never really think about. It's not yeah, it's never. not about avoiding it. It's not about how like our oh, phones are like taking argument. It's not it's no idealistic stance is literally just i don't think about the shit but right i think things have changed in our in a very short period of time where now this shit is news man
2: right and i do think it's the difference thing i know uh like the instagram stories is that that's new to me i know that's been out forever quote-unquote you know internet time but you know the uh instagram instagram stories facebook stories like all that stuff is fairly new technology to me and so i'm learning how to use it but yeah i've never done you know i've been with somebody while they record a facebook live but i've never actually been the one to. i've done it
1: a couple times I, I did it with me and Justin when I playing basketball like if we're on the sideline i might do like a quick instagram live or something but you know it's weird as the numbers piled up in my instagram live and started freaking me out and i was like all right we gotta get out of here it's like, <laughs> what i'm like whatever i'm doing can't be that interesting i don't know it was just to so many people was watching they was freaked me out. like I just assume people do because I don't have a mm-hmm. lot of followers on any platform except for Twitter really, and Twitter didn't have a live feature, but when I did Instagram live, it was like you know ten people watching fifteen people watch twenty people watch thirty people watch I'm like, what the fuck is the middle of the day y'all because, at work
2: because what happens with well, a lot of people of what I had to realize what what happens is that whenever you do Instagram and Facebook they're at the top and it's almost they promote it so a lot of times people go live people have things that tell them hey this person went live hey this like people are being notified that you're going live I know too. I have okay. Instagram
1: too that's not but that but it's not that you know how many times I get a notification I just be like I'm not gonna click on that because I don't care of course right I'm saying it weirded me out because people did care
2: <laughs> yes they did it's like because Rod of, is live with, and I'm like yeah what we, just, we
1: do even still, <laughs> it's like even honestly, still, though, it's is definitely different. It's different. Correct. It's not um, that has changed. You know what I mean? Right. Like in my lifetime, just the concept of people even the concept to me of people even caring about that is is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but that's what has changed. So this dude at Google gets a whole fucking press conference when he was clearly wrong, clearly a racist. He's suing the company he's so entitled that some people use this shit for evil is what i'm saying so like that kid who got bullied and you find out his parents are fucking racist you know and that she's just trying to start a gofundme and get money like there's also that side to it that i'm just like damn this shit is such a feature of our society at this point people can use it for good or bad you know um but agree the impulse to do it is just so weird like i'm gonna beat my kid y'all i'm gonna put it on facebook why would you do that you know what i mean <laughs> like why would you be like
2: oh why is, there, is that showing up at my house cause you whooped your child
1: live yeah the internet is is so real now you know so I don't know Walmart announces raises and bonuses and then closed a bunch of stores and laid a bunch of people off mm-hmm. yep they said um they um were gonna give workers one time bonuses of a thousand dollars and they give them eleven dollars an hour beginning next month
2: yeah and I heard that let me see I heard that that bonus wasn't for everybody I heard it was like like certain people Mm -hmm. like you had to be there a certain certain time
1: Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course um, they said they got to close 63 Sam's Club stores across the country and they gave no advance notice of course they just
2: showed up and the doors were shut everybody left for the night shift came in the morning and the doors were locked
1: here's what's most important though they credited the raises and the bonuses to this tax cut that the Republicans did then they immediately fired and laid people off, basically shifting the money around, not giving anyone really truly extra money right. that they got from the tax cut, just saying, uh, let's just move this money around. You know? Corporations have no moral obligation <laughs> no, they don't. to the American citizen to employ us. That is the rub. That is why none of the tax plans that talk about giving cuts to companies because they're gonna turn around and magically give that money back to the american populace they're all bullshit right corporations are people what i mean by this we have literally ruled that corporations are people when it comes to giving money to lobbyists and campaigns if they are people what are people people are fucking greedy people don't do shit like let me help this person out in general that's why we have to have a government to be quite honest right because if it was not up to if we didn't have any government at all it would just be a fucking free-for-all because nobody's taking care of other people that no people don't feel compelled to do that in general it's like oh that person's done fuck they got to do with me right like insurance exists because people ain't shit everybody got to put into this why because when one of y'all gets sick y'all niggas gonna need this money that we all put together to save your life Ah, you know what? If you don't make me do it, I'm gonna just save my money. And you know what else? I got the money. I'm rich. I don't even want to put in at all. Okay, well I'm broke and I need the money, and I might get sick. And I yeah, well fuck you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck you. Straight to your face. I hope you die in the street. Will them out to the code. I don't give a fuck. That's that's essentially the human existence right there. So is so we have to have a fucking government and, and and shit like uh insurance companies and all this stuff just as and i'm not even talking about the um i'm not even trying to i'm talking about the utility of these functions not the actual um execution of
2: them yeah exactly
1: not the execution so we i don't feel like debating that i know it's not perfect right but the point being they have to be we wouldn't even have to have these concepts if people actually gave a fuck about other people but we don't right so yeah walmart the company is like fire uh Hey guys, bonuses, uh, uh, extra way, we we raising wages, right? Hey, hey, you know, that's what y'all wanted, American people, right? And everybody's like, yeah, that's a good start. By the way, uh, we gotta fire everybody.
2: Right, they did so, that on the low, too. Like you said, it was no announcement like it was about giving that money. All of a sudden the news broke and it was like, hey, we hearing that they closing down stores.
1: Right. You get a, um, $200 yeah. bonus uh to, it, for people that have just got there and a thousand dollars if you worked for 20 years or longer with walmart
2: right right i know i knew it was something like everybody wouldn't get no thousand dollars
1: the walmart said walmart said the wage increases will cost 300 million dollars and the bonuses will cost them 400 million and they say it's because you know but they didn't say how much they will save laying all these people off though and
2: closing those stores
1: hmm Anyway, my guess is three hundred to four hundred million or more. That's my guess. Come on, about seven hundred million is my guess. I don't don't know. (laughs) Come on, putting them people out
2: of work. All of a sudden, the news get get a call because you got some mad employees standing outside of a Sam's Club talking about we can't get in.
1: I mean, I didn't major in math, but I mean, oh yeah,
2: they're not doing that unless they're saving a lot of money.
1: That's my guess is that it offsets the money, of course, and the CEOs will take the tax cuts and keep them for themselves. Yes. Um But well, they still don't allow
2: people to work forty hours because they don't want to give you health care.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else happened. Um Matter of fact, let's get into some of my segments and stuff too. I need to get get a move on. Y'all know uh tonight we get the flash, but more importantly we get that black
2: lightning. I'm excited about that. They they've been like, This is the black of the black shit, y'all. They was like, Black Panther, we got some black stuff for you on
1: CW i'm all the way off of the ebonics hashtags i don't want no problems but man this would have been a good dat lightning would have been so good to today mm. but i'm leaving it alone i'm off that crack okay i'm, I'm off that narcotic
2: yep. <laughs> but that was I'm like whatever the name of the show is that's the hashtag
1: i hope it's good because that was if black people calling it that lightning would have been the illest shit ever um but i know everybody random hashtags to the ground oh mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah they did some of us <laughs> that downtown abbey you're like oh come on guys
2: mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. <laughs> they, they,
1: they all didn't stick they all didn't they all didn't
2: stick that landing quite
1: right mm-hmm. oh man yeah someone was just like oh mm-mm, mm-mm. you was like nah baby mm-mm. Mm-mm. try again try again them lawyers what is this even about all right
2: oh. all right because some because the hashtags were like i don't even know what the fuck the show is about what, right. what, what show is this
1: <laughs> all it right it didn't even make
2: sense <laughs> we're just fucking with
1: those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys time to play the game that we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game we go all around the globe we find different articles make us feel fucked with and we assign points scores from 0 to 100 intervals 25 today's contestants everybody yay let's see who is fucking with us today how about this two nevada teens say a cop's son has been sending them racially charged text and threats two stepsisters have allegedly endured months of racially charged bullying from a classmate at a rural Nevada school. The ongoing torment, including abusive language, some of which appears uncensored below, escalated to death threats when the teen's parents pressed school officials to act. So, they went and reported to the school, and then the the dude starts sending them actual death threats the death threats Reno attorney terry kaiser cooper told huff post come in the form of snapchat messages that were shared with the 14 year olds jayla tolliver and talissa marriott that's right two girls Mm -hmm. uh the messages now show a bare-chested white male posing with knives and a shotgun lyon county sheriff alvin mcneil acknowledged to the reno gazette journal that the boy pictured in the snapchat messages is the son of one of his deputies he reportedly called the message a foolish mistake that did not amount to a credible threat i will remind you in the message is him with no shirt on with knives and a shotgun saying redneck god of all gods we about to go nigger hunting not a credible threat another one says porch monkeys here i come Jayla's father charles Tolliver, and stepmother nancy married Tolliver, told the huffpo uh the messages are part of an ongoing campaign of hate and discrimination that has included racial slurs harassment and ridicule since just before the start of school year they said the relentless torment torment has made the girls afraid of certain students at their high school a predominantly white school in the town of urington located 90 minutes from reno an action from school officials prompted Marriott Tolliver and her husband to seek out Kaiser Cooper, who filed suit against the school district and the city in the U.S. District uh Court of Reno. Um, this has broken them, uh, Marriott Tolliver told Huffington Post. They've sobbed and sobbed. They can't understand why this happened. And they said, we're 14 years old. Why do people hate us for the color of our skin? Another classmate using Snapchat allegedly wrote, if y'all get offended over words such as nigger porch and porch monkey, then you just need to learn how to grow the fuck up and quit being the liberal, retarded piece of shit that's all i gotta say to you niggers this generation is the generation that's gonna save us guys you know mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. the old people was just gotta wait for mm-hmm. them to die mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: well yeah, well guess who's in charge of punishing the young people to act this way the old people that don't have a problem with this shit someone also allegedly hacked Tolliver's snapchat account and sent out a humiliating message to all her contacts which read i like to fuck boys on quads and i'm the biggest and most hated slut in urrington charles Tolliver said he and his wife have complained uh to school officials the department of education and local police all of whom claim they they have claims have declined to act i know kids can be mean and it happens but we've tried to go in and talk to the principal vice principal everyone else and they've done nothing i've been a civil rights attorney for more than 30 years this is the worst case i've ever seen said kaiser cooper it's awful very disturbing
2: and that may also be why his children are getting attacked
1: no 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 that's that lawyer
2: okay that's their lawyer okay yeah. okay i thought the man was i was like well people do shit like that they find out who you are and start attacking your children
1: now Tolliver is the uh parent and okay. kaiser cooper is their lawyer uh the lawsuit cites multiple incidents of alleged racial bullying not only against teenagers but also against their parents marriott Tolliver said that she has ample evidence to support the claims including a video that shows one of her daughter's tormentors tormentors f- confronting her and their kids outside the school the girl a classmate can allegedly be heard on the video screaming profanities at marriott Tolliver's children the cruel remarks according to the lawsuit were made within earshot of the female antagonist's stepfather trinity erickson who is yarrington high school employee and football coach when marriott Tolliver asked erickson why he permitted his daughter to talk like that he responded by calling her a fucking bitch another man at the scene jeff miller who helps to coach football and is employed at a lying county sheriff's deputy told mary Tolliver, get the fuck out of here he's a deputy so you got people in positions of authority that are these kids parents and know these other people and they're they not doing shit but nobody's racist like some shit out of a fucking movie man
2: right and then you wonder why people are scared and then you wonder why a lot of parents Diggity brown parents take their children school and ask Be like fuck it I'll teach them at home because it's not worth them going to school fucking dealing with this people that don't give a fuck about my kids
1: I don't even know what you do in a situation like this because everybody goes oh you just up and move or some shit but it's, it's not, not that, that easy, easy. people don't have the money to do that your kids in the middle of the school year it's you know this is and this is a dangerous situation because so my child no gotta one, die and nobody's gonna give a fuck yeah it's a dangerous situation because no one seems to be focused on uh curbiness and this is how things escalate
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the yes. people in power th- their children are the ones doing it
2: so nobody's gonna take responsibility nobody's gonna investigate
1: the mom got barred from the school property after the uh father erickson uh the coach told the assistant principal that it was uh marriott tolliver and not his stepdaughter who had been confrontational so just skipped over the racial slurs and shit and said uh she was yelling at my daughter she can't be on school property Next morning, Charles Tolliver said he went to see Principal Dwayne Matisse to determine what was being done to stop students from harassing his daughter and stepdaughter. Matisse belittled the seriousness of the issues Tolliver was raising and refused to discuss race-based bullying of his girls. Tolliver was so angered by Matisse's refusal to address the racism running rampant in schools, Tolliver called Matisse a bigot and excused himself from the meeting and left the school. Uh, Tolliver said that she was later given the opportunity to show her video evidence of the school official to the school officials who then lifted the trespass order so they had luckily for them they had video so you know like i said earlier the good and the bad like if your first impulse is to record some shit it might turn out saving be your saving grace because how you gonna kick your kids up from school you can't be on the property and you didn't do nothing wrong thank god she recorded that shit i would have never thought to record it However, she said it was not long before her husband found himself in the same situation. In early October, Tolliver, his wife, and their daughter again went to school to speak with administrators after emerging from their vehicle. Several students allegedly blocked the sidewalk, and one of them told Tolliver, "You don't even know the definition of a nigger. Who? Where are your parents? Who? Who's? What? Why? Like, you would think that." Parents would just be embarrassed even if they were fucking racist. Like, Mm -mm. listen listen, son, we keep this racism in the house. No,
2: why why would you when your president is the biggest bigot in racist in the country and he has emboldened people where they don 't feel shamed anymore, people underestimate the power of him being in office and saying shit whole countries mm-hmm. and him being in office and saying Mexicans are rapists and him being in office just being fucking ignorant. People underestimate the power that he puts and he gives and other people he he 's ignited a fire across this country of people who have not said shit, who has felt like this forever, but because society shamed them, they didn't feel like they could come out. But now, since their president is in office, the, pre- the president that they voted on, the president that they go to work with black people, brown people all the time, and they'll talk to them, and you know, they'll get along with you, but secretly, you know what I'm saying, that, that, that was their boy, you know, because numbers and statistics show that a lot of motherfucking white people voted for him. If you ask them publicly, everybody denied that they voted for him, well, how the fuck he get in office then? people like what this man is doing and it emboldened them
1: um yeah so then um uh, because they called her I, you don't know the definition of a nigger that was directed to her father um his uh daughter jayla charged the kids but he told her to stop and after she backed out the same kid that had call, said that said nigger means ignorant your daughter is ignorant if you if i if you call my daughter a nigger again there'll be consequences he told the teen uh, now keep in mind um this is one of the functions of racism um matter of fact uh there's if you can take it there's a great episode of three guys on out this week where they talk to this dude that is like uh kind of like an anti he's a police reform activist but he's also a white dude that is completely clueless when it comes to race um and they had him back on the show to uh because he wanted to speak his piece he thought he was taking out context and he proved obviously that he was uh ex- ex- to me extremely racist i don't know in another way to put it uh v- like a liberal racist where they just think black people don't know shit i know better than you i'm white i've talked to black people you know that kind of shit right um but one of the things one of the best moments of that show um when randolph was allowed to speak and the guy was trying to cut him off uh one of the best moments of that show um was when he asked Randolph to define blackness and Randolph just like really, uh, it was like a, a nebulous, but also a, if you're black, you understood. Like it was like that, yes, I understand that. And um, it was interesting because Andy Klein, uh, partner on the show, Randolph, really pointed out the, the bigger picture, which is that white supremacy wants blackness to be hard to define so that people spend more time fighting about that right than they do fighting against racism like well we can just square down this answer to something that white people will accept and you're like but white people will never accept any answer that makes them feel bad right so we're already as a black person we live this experience and this white person doesn't we're already past this stuff so what I'm saying is even in this context even in this uh discussion that this not discussion but this thing that just having his father and his children and stuff it just meaning it nigger means ignorant It doesn't mean n- if you look up <laughs> if you look up the dictionary definition of nigger one of it one version of it will say ignorant but they're not calling his daughter ignorant they're not calling other white people ignorant and calling them niggers they're calling her a nigger because she's black his daughter's not an ignorant person no more so than any of those other kids at the school Like, that is the beauty, quote-unquote, the complexity of white supremacy, is that they're not going to give you a clear-cut, this is only this. And there's always an out. There's always an explanation. That's why every time we read an article about someone being racist, they're like, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I'm the furthest thing from a racist. I don't even know why you would call me a racist. What? How could you even come to that conclusion? And it's like... Didn't you just say my daughter's a nigger? Sir, nigger is an ignorant person. Okay? I don't know where you got this from that I'm calling, that I'm being racist towards your daughter by calling her a nigger. I'm saying she's ignorant. That's all. And, and their kids even say these things. Um, yeah, so, um, instead of addressing the students, Matisse, the principal, uh, trespassed Charles Tolliver, according to the lawsuit. That same day, school administrator suspended Jayla. They suspended her, not the other kids because of her throwing her backpack down and charging at the girls. Jayla's not a fighter. Those teens attacked her father. She just snapped. You poke a bear for too long, it's going to happen. With school officials refusing to act and the alleged bullying escalating, Charles Tolliver said the family went to the police department where they spoke with an officer and gave him written statements. They said they also provided him with screenshots of the Snapchat messages and other evidence. After giving them statements, their statements, the family was told the racial slurs and Snapchat messages were free speech and protected by the First Amendment. Got to go nigger honey. Holding a shotgun and knives, y'all. It's just free speech. Free speech. Mm-hmm. The next day a deputy, um, with the Lyon County Sheriff's Office allegedly served Charles Tolliver with a temporary restraining order based on a complaint made by Trinity Erickson's wife Erickson's wife on behalf of her two daughters. The order, the law states, claimed Charles Tolliver's statement to one of the girls if you call my daughter a nigger again, there will be consequences was a threat that's a threat that was considered a threat shotgun knives I'm about to go nigger hunting snapchat directly to your daughters not a threat you saying if you call my daughter again it's gonna be consequences Uh, nigga that's a threat get served with a (laughs) warrant oh my god Charles Oliver said that he later went to the police department to obtain copies of the reports his family had found, and he told that the police chief had ordered them shredded this is like some fucking movie shit bro Yarrington police did not respond to a request for comment from HuffPo, but police chief Darren Wagner had reportedly acknowledged documents were shredded and that doing so was a violation of state law. He told the Reno Gazette Journal the mistake was made by a newly hired officer. Sure it was. Wagner also reportedly said his department did not open an investigation to the family's complaints. I would have investigated if a black child posted a picture. I wouldn't have investigated if a black child posted a picture saying he was going cracker honey. I'm sick of everyone saying we did something wrong. We can't police bad behavior
2: yes you would have that's
1: literally what the fuck you do police <laughs> the police are like listen we can't be policing people not with his racism what is wrong with y'all oh my day would never be over if i had to actually police y'all want us to do new next y'all gonna want us to protect and serve are you Everyone? crazy
2: <laughs> i mean you you want us to really pay this logo attention This plastered across the side of my goddamn vehicle
1: meanwhile, meanwhile they actually did serve a warrant to this man for oh my god this is so mm, mm, mm. Whew, good grief boy I wasn't laughing i'd be crying i tell you um <laughs> it's just free speech it's just free speech y'all i don't know why everybody so hung up about a couple of just a kid taking pictures of himself with a shotgun sending it to your daughter talking about nigger hunting i don't know why how do we even get here that you guys would take this so offensively you know i think we all can agree that nothing nothing it's just kids being kids um uh yeah so uh charles Tolliver told huffton supposedly believes authorities did not act because the kids the snapchat foes the son of a sheriff's deputy that was a direct threat if i'd done that i'd guarantee i'd be in jail yep Contacted by HuffPost on Friday, the Lyon County School District declined to comment on allegations made in the lawsuit. Um, uh, they said that, of course, the student and staff safety is our number one priority, and all reported matters are thoroughly investigated. Mm-hmm. The young uh, Kaiser Cooper said that since the lawsuit has been filed, the girls have received additional racist texts. The young teenagers who want to live normal lives and they're, de- they, and they're devastated this is not a problem where we are seeking damages for a bad thing that ha- that uh, has happened. We're seeking to stop the conduct. It's ongoing and is now considering filing for a restraining order. Um, Kaiser Cooper is not charging the family legal fees. Well, that's good. Because um, that would have been Like, that actually would have been pretty much uh, more fucked up. (laughs) Like, uh, also, guys, about this bill. Like, what? Hold up. (laughs) Right,
2: because he has resources that they don't.
1: Yeah, but think if they were, I mean, lawyers got to pay bills, too. That's correct. Just think if they would have had to be like, yeah, man, um, we got to charge you. Um, And he said the cost and the expenses are about $10,000. Which is money the family doesn't have. So luckily this lawyer took the case on for free.
2: Correct. And as much as people shit on big black organizations and Jesse Jackson and Al Shopton from coming in and taking up legal fees, this shit is expensive. The average person does not have the money.
0: Come down a notch and look like a petty little brat by tweeting and Facebooking this. Just to open up
1: dialogue so we can have an adult conversation it's ridiculous. In America, you should be ashamed. I'm sorry. Didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> yeah. I tried to play that a while ago. I just started playing. <laughs> it
2: was like, nah. It was like I feel like talking right now. Oh, you okay over
1: there? Yeah. Okay. I'm running out of water. So I'll go okay.
2: ahead. Okay. Yeah. And it's one of the things where, you know, you sit back and, you know, as much as uh, black folks criticize uh, these organizations, talking about dang shit and da, 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 da you're not giving money to your families you're not giving your resources to the family it it, it, it got to come from somewhere
1: oh no that's definitely why we need stuff like the action network or whatever for um it's definitely why we need naacps definitely why you need
2: need black organizations and activists out here raising money
1: and funds listen all hands on deck because honestly it's more shit than one organization can handle you know I've, i've been reading um that beyond respectability and a lot of what it's doing is talking about um black women who were race women who talked about race and stuff and how they got their like work erased or glossed over or how they had to kind of disguise their work you know autobiographical type of stuff as opposed to like books that really like critically examine race theory and stuff like um, it's, I mean it's a really good fascinating read but one of the things I thought about is at its inception how radical the idea of the NAACP was I mean, like, we take it for granted now to the point where wow. we call it antiquated, powerless, feckless, impotent, all this different stuff, you know. Um, but the concept of a many faceted organization that collectively organized black people throughout different cities in the nation that hated us, uh, it still does, um, before the internet. You know um that organized people in a fashion to protest locally and still had a chain of command that allowed them to have a national spokesperson people and national offices and stuff um it's re- it's really amazing how we've come so far as to be like that ain't shit without kind of having a reverence for the idea we've lost all reverence of how amazing that was and look no further than watching like black lives matter try to form an organization like that and that's with the tools of the internet phones planes all this shit that exists now that you didn't necessarily have back then Um, even with the advent of all that stuff um, in a world that doesn't put you in the back of the bus or tell you, you can't sit at the lunch counter or whatever in a world like that and they still couldn't put out all these fires if they wanted to they can't even stop the infighting they have from being public they can't even stop like they had to come out and be like these people are our leaders because people start speaking up on behalf of them that had nothing to do with them they the news started giving credit to stuff that had nothing to do with them and taking credit away from stuff that they did do like it was that fucking messy the NAACP had to navigate all this at a time when willful and corrosive racism was overt not 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 this subversive shit that we deal with sometimes but it was just out and out like if you fucking sit at this counter i will crack your motherfucking head open and you had to organize people on the ground and be like we're all boycotting Woolworths. like black people no no, no we're not going in there and as much as like black love matter does marches and stuff they ain't got the power to do that yet where they can literally organize the entire black community now part of that's because our situations have changed and black people aren't as monolithic as we had to be to survive racism at the time right Correct. you know we all couldn't eat at that counter it wasn't like yeah not, some niggas could eat at the counter now they,
2: right, one of us could go in there
1: yeah now it's a little bit more insidious you know it's like uh you know jay-z can't eat at the counter but your black ass can't you know so it's a little bit different you can't really get all black people together you know but the point being like that was a herculean feat of the time like that and I feel like we don't have enough respect for it because we have such contempt. And I think our contempt, if we examine it, part of that is anti-blackness. Part of that is us not wanting to respect the organization because it's a black organization. Therefore, it's like ghetto and lesser than and not as good. And, and you know, and scandals that happen for black organizations last forever. Like, ain't no, you can never come back from those. So it's like, Oh, this nigga at the top was a fucking womanizer. Yeah. Well, guess what, guys? Uh, fuck the NAACP forever you know what I mean um so it's harder for them to bounce back but um it's just it's just an interesting idea because when I think about this this story right here it sounds like something that would happen in 1950 like this doesn't sound like something that happens in 2018 but it did obviously and if if it wasn't for the kindness of this lawyer and uh the media wanting to come out and the huff poe even not even really the real media coming out to cover this we would have never heard of it mm-hmm. and this is where like you said those jesse jacksons those al sharptons um you know those sean kings those uh derays, those uh those people that have some some connection and contacts within the media that come out and grab attention to certain movements and stuff that people have decided that they want to listen to them and follow them, this is where they come in handy because a story like this could use somebody that could put shine a light on this, you know. And this is not something that we—I feel like we've taken it for granted at this point, and we're actually kind of all tired of that old playbook. But when when you're one of these families in need and you don't have the money to pay for legal defeat fees and shit like that, what do you do?
2: Right, and it's one of those things where people will not care about the NAACP and a lot of these big black organizations and even a lot of black activists until they're dead and gone. Then everybody going to sit back and cry and go, woe is me. And what happened? Some of these same people that constantly criticize them for not being perfect, constantly criticize them for not saying the right thing, not being in the right step, not being woke enough. People that constantly criticize these particular things, all this and above, You criticize, criticize, criticize me. You don't support. You don't give financially. You don't dedicate your time if you don't have money. You don't dedicate your resource. You don't do any of this. Then once it's dead and gone and something happens, then you're the one that needs this all of a sudden. It's going to be a problem. And the thing for me is that you're going to forever need these organizations because racism is never going to die. I don't think people understand that. It reshapes. It reforms itself. It shifts. It changes, it morphs into something new, but it will never die. It might not hang you by a tree, nigger, but it's still there. It's certain looks, it's certain phrases, it's certain things, it change You You change certain phrases. It might not be niggers, all of a sudden it's Mondays, some shit that I don't know nothing about. They call us names and they have made up words that we don't even know exist yet. The, the language that they use that we're oblivious to. So don't ever think, that it's a time that black people or brown people period can ever stop fighting and the thing is because like you say it's a generational thing you have it's generational now where it's not unified back then couldn't no nigga go in there no nigga could go in there Mm -hmm. so that's different than nowadays when you have a hierarchy where that niggas be like that ain't me i'm not worried about it it's them niggas over there it's them niggas down south or or however else you you want to mix it or, or blame it or anything like that and that is rooted in anti-blackness
1: yeah i i do think that you know like i said it's i can't remember the episode but i remember i talked about i had a dream about jesse jackson and i really haven't said anything bad about that man since i had that dream you know what i mean like because it was just it put shit in perspective for me when i woke up thinking about like wait a minute what the fuck am i talking about you know like it's easy to mock motherfuckers but you ain't you wouldn't walk a mile in your shoes you wouldn't last a minute and people might change people might at some point decide to take care of themselves whatever but we killed them for that too if you go you know what i'm getting out of this game dog i i've had my time in the spotlight i'm shutting the fuck up y'all got it I'm gonna go be rich or do whatever. And we shit on them for that too. You know, it's like you can't win when you're trying to help niggas. You can't win. That's the whole rig. And I know people get frustrated with me, uh, because I won't follow them down this rabbit hole. And I'm forty years old now and I feel pretty resolute in this, but maybe I'll change my mind. But real talk, I don't like bad mouthing people that's trying to help black people. Right. I, get, I don't. You know what I mean? Like when you hear me saying like, um, I hate to see people come at Ta-Nazi Coates on some like petty shit or some jealous shit or on some what about my opinion shit. I'm like, I I don't have a problem with you needing to get your opinion out there. I, I agree. You do. I just don't realize. I don't see how it's his fault that the room filled up for him and it didn't fill up for you. You know, like he could die tomorrow. The room not filling up for you. So what are we going to do to fill the room up for you? I'm with that plan. But the plan, we gotta take another black person out so you feel comfortable? Fuck that shit. You know, the shit where this activist is, oh, he need to stop. And do what? Die for you? Fuck you. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. This, this activist has dedicated their life and these are the lessons they've learned and this is the knowledge they're passing on. And if the next person wants to step up, there's room for you too. Unless they're trying to actively stop you, then, 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 you know, if, if you can't find a way around them or something like that, then i feel you like fuck that they they trying to shut you down but if it's i'm giving a speech and you giving a speech everybody can give a fucking speech for all i care you know like at some point we have to stop making it so thankless you right. know like uh, you you know um i do this with black creatives you know and uh, of of pro blackness and militancy and all that shit if anything is radical about me that's probably the most radical thing when i see people create black art i'm like leave it the fuck alone like appreciate it don't appreciate it move on make your own do whatever you need to do but we got to stop shutting people down because they're black because we don't do it to other shit we just no, don't you don't no you don't we it, don't it, you know insecure don't need to represent every fucking facet of black relationships or you're gonna shit on Issa Rae. we don't have to do that to each other you know fucking even now uh, spike lee's new shit which i don't plan on watching i understand some people like it other people want me to watch it for reviews and all this i just don't plan on watching it i don't want to get involved in the, the now how am i going to use this to tear down what these black people created i understand as black women on his writing team now and all this shit i don't want to shit on those sisters i don't want to shit on spike lee it ain't really for me anyway let me skip this thing you know as opposed to being like i need to have opinions so i can tell this nigga da 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 like it just feels kind of hope it feels kind of thankless is what i'm saying it feels like and 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 people don't really ask for this like Issa Rae didn't ask to become the spokesman for all black tv writers, a spokeswoman uh for all black tv writers but then whiteness puts you in this situation where you're the only motherfucker that gets through the door so you got to speak for everybody and then we put the pressure on you from outside like speak for me speak for me even though you haven't lived my experience and then when you fuck up speaking about that we go cancel this bitch like it's something is it's a fucked up scenario that we're trapped in and repeating over and over and over but that that was my thoughts when i was thinking about the NAACP today because i was like i don't know if it's chicken or egg i don't know if the NAACP became just whack to people and people was ready to move on they were like hey nigga we don't need no more boycotts and buses and all y'all niggas just want to get rich and they were and people so people moved on or if it was that um people got whack. And say we're not supporting NAACP anymore.
2: Right. You know,
1: time, things have a time. You know, things have a season.
2: Right. So and I'm not
1: saying we have to, like, keep them around. I'm just saying it's. it made me think about how radical that idea was. In 19, like, 20, that shit was inconceivable. You know what I'm saying? Like, people were not thinking that way. And now by 2000, you know, with, by 95, by 90, you know, when I was a kid, people was like, fuck the NAACP. And I was like, why? Like, in my mind, I was like, yeah, I guess fuck them, right? Cause I don't know shit about them. Like, i no one taught me that history lesson. No one taught nope. me how hard it was to think. Of, no one taught me, like, what life was like at the time that they conceived of that idea. No one taught me that. I didn't learn that in school. Mm-mm. You know, like, it was just kind of a given. Like, this thing has existed your whole life, so why would you not think it? You know, I thought of them the same way I think of, uh, the school building being there. Like, eh, it's just a thing. Like, why would I give a fuck the school building's there? But I didn't think about, like, the struggle that had to happen for that to be and the things they had to go through the people that had to die right things of this nature but so when i see stories like this i'm like you know this shit is still happening even despite all these organizations and all this stuff we still gotta run to the media and hope we get a the report on the news hope we can shame these white people into doing right um and this story is on some like time to kill shit so i'm sorry you gonna say something
2: oh and i think uh for me, when it comes to uh, black activists and, like, NAACP and, like, all these organizations, a lot, of, like you say, it's, it's a thankless job. And a lot of people who have dedicated time and blood and sweat equity and all this stuff, uh, for me, is very frustrating, no matter what level they're on or how famous they are, to see people just... just give them a hard time and sometimes drag them rightfully and sometimes unrightfully so just drag them across social media like everything that they've done just it just don't mean shit the people they've touched the money they've raised the foundations they've started like none of that means shit because you don't mean shit to me at this time and and, uh, for me it's very um, sometimes sometimes it can be disheartening um, and I do I do believe that even back then there was, uh, fighting inside, inside organizations. People fell out. It just wasn't as public, you know, like these things have always, um, existed. But I think for somebody like me, who's on the outside looking in, I'm like, are you fighting for blackness? You're not anti-black, right? Okay. You know, like, like that's how I function. I don't care what method you use. I don't care. Um, as long as you, you know, not doing anything illegal and, and stuff like that, not out here just purposely hurting black people. I'm like, okay, go for what you know.
1: Yeah, it scares me to, I guess in the most cynical part of me, I feel like, damn, uh, I hope you didn't do that for nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I don't mean that it's like a pejorative or saying like... I'm not talking bad about their work I'm just like I hope you didn't get like arrested for nothing I hope you didn't get harassed stalked threatened for nothing because nobody cares about you and ultimately they'll throw you away the second that you do or say something they don't like the second you disappear for a second the second you go to take a breath and take care of yourself they will discard you like fucking trash man they don't care you know and we've done it to other people so it's like our generation did it to our elders
2: yes we did in, in
1: in 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 a lot of ways in a lot of ways it became like a running joke of like al sharpton or jesse jackson or something then when trayvon martin gets killed if it's not for al sharpton we don't hear about that right everyone skips over that major part of the story that should have been going on for a month that family got no traction with the police or the media and al sharpton brought it up and all people oh he's just divisive and a race baiter Well, if if he hadn't took his divisive race baiting ass down there, we would have never known about George Zimmerman. We'd never known about Trayvon Martin. Even Twitter couldn't get that going. You know what I mean? But and but it's that it's those moments like that where I'm like, damn, we we really are quick to throw a motherfucker away, right? Um, You know what I'm saying? Like while they're still even useful, we'll throw them away, and while they're still doing things, still learning, still we'll still throw them away, and and. Forget about Al Sharpton for a second. We do that to this new crop of activists. Yes, you, notice how many of these, you notice how many of these people not in the streets no more? Come on. Like you think they didn't learn lessons from the way people talk about them? You know, from the from the fact that we have a huge contingent of the black community that would consider themselves pro-black, but anti-LGBTQ, and many of these leaders were were LGBTQ. um, The fact that people will call themselves pro-black, they don't help anybody, they got YouTube channels, they making tons of money from the community, but then they're anti-black women. Who's leading these marches? You know, we'll throw these women away the second they say like, and by the way, y'all need to treat us better. Man, oh, so I'm the white man or the black people? Okay then, bitch. Cancel, like, it's, like, we do that shit so easily to each other because we're in so much pain from all the stimuli and all the shit that we experience all the time. Right. But, like, this intra-community, like, disrespect and discarding of people, it's infectious and it's, and it's, and it's malignant. It's like a cancer. It's malignant. It keeps growing and it won't go away and we continue to, like, kind of foster it. So I'm trying to break that cycle of, like, like I said, if you listen to this show, you don't hear us be like, did y'all see what so-and-so said? Fuck that dude. I always knew he wasn't shit. I always knew she wasn't shit. Or that I try to stay away from some of that shit because it's like, unless they're overtly saying something where I'm like, yo, this was fucked up. This is why it's fucked up. Blah, blah. I don't like, I'm not then going to be like, and that's what, cancel them. I hope they never do. Cause sometimes people need that. You know, there's so many stories people wouldn't have known about if not for a Sean King. There's stories like that. It's not, it's not fair it's unfortunate that people don't like him and he still has signal boosted shit that apparently helped you know if you talk to these families like yeah i was helped by this dude you know like i i stay out of that shit out of the beef part of it you know there's people that don't like the you know he's popular voice now go to different political games than some other activists so he gotta go now like nah that's crazy like we're talking crazy we're throwing people away that seem to have the best intentions of our people at the forefront of what they do have sacrificed for that shit lived in a car for that shit. We throw them away. I read a story about an activist and um, we're so off tangent, but I read a story about an activist in Chicago, I believe it was. And it was a long story. It was a personal story about him. And, um, he turned out like, <laughs> it's, I should try to look it up, but, um, it turned out that he was like, um, from like the kind of church religion background of activism right which a lot of activism happens with mm-hmm. for black people Um, and uh he was also of the kind of like reconciliation bring both sides together let's have a talk which is you know in the last probably five years that has become a less popular form of activism correct you know I would say when Obama was elected that was probably the most popular form of activism at the time was hey man We're organizing the community to bring our concerns to a someone with the power to change these things and we're gonna get the change we want. And then at some point, you know, uh I think it was in Chicago, um, you know, this shit becomes so there's so much animosity and distrust that it's like, Well, we can't trust these fucking politicians either. I don't blame people. Um, but then they also started managing the people that wanna work with the you know, that see it a different way. They're like, No, I would like to work with Rahm Emanuel to fix this and then there's people are like Well then you're a coon, fuck you as well, right? And from what I gathered from, you know, the article, you know, I'm sure he made mistakes and shit too. I'm not trying to belittle that, but ultimately the mistakes he made are like turnovers in basketball where I'm making a mistake because I'm trying hard as I can to make a play. And I'm trying to make something happen. And because it wasn't the way y'all would have made it happen i'm a coon i'm this i'm that and with new activists it was more inclusive people were more openly lgbtq people you know it's a movement led by that so people was kind of rejecting the whole like him showing up in the suit type thing anyway right and one of the things that struck me was um like halfway through the article you know this profile he talks about how he's bisexual and he's always been scared to 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 confront that in the To talk about that and to be his most natural self and that was one of the things that appealed to him about how these other people were living their lives they were activists like you know like maybe i can drop my guard too you know because i've been living with this pain all my life looking at these people be free fighting for these people fighting for myself and at the same time rejected by by that group of people who think that i'm just some type of fucking coon or whatnot and now and what struck me was how the people in the lgbtq community that were activists one they didn't know he was bi right they didn't know any of this he hadn't even talked about it but they couldn't see him you know what i mean like they just couldn't see him as a person it was uh frustrating so uh but i think about that all the time like right. are we not seeing each other as fully formed human beings because we so fucking caught up in the black and white of every situation that it's not it's like fuck nuance nuance gonna slow me down i just have to be right and that's the end of it you have to be wrong because i have to be right it can't be you had a way of thinking about it i had a way of thinking about it and we both ultimately had the same goal of black liberation or changing this this law changing the way our lives are affected by this bullshit it was one of us has to be right the other one has to fucking go
2: right and And that seems
1: so fruitless
2: and there's no other way around it and uh, something you talked about a few seconds ago that I also want to talk about: people, just period, doesn't don't see other people as people they see themselves as a full flesh human being they see themselves as somebody that gets hurt they see themselves as somebody that has emotions they see themselves as somebody that's disappointed and and the actions of other people and all that stuff they see themselves like that but the the same compassion that you give yourself even in activism you a lot of people do not extend that out to other people and when you don't extend that out to other people It becomes a problem um in my opinion because they're they're a person too you might not agree with them y'all might not always see eye to eye you might not think that uh their methods are right you might have major issues with them but they're still a person and uh people have a tendency to be very dismissive of people that are not them period Mm -hmm. you know and even in the activism space you're not me oh so fuck you you know you're not with my group or my clique you don't have my name tag you don't roll with us so fuck you because i've seen it across social media it's almost like 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 that group thinking you know and it's one of those things where yes you can be part of a group and organization but at the same time you can mesh and extend across the aisle and have different methods and we can accomplish the same goal even though we don't see eye to eye we ain't always got to be best friends you know we ain't always got to be pals you know or for some people you can be like you know what i don't fuck with you you don't fuck with me cool but what i'm not gonna do is slander your work or say how your work ain't shit you know because uh i have these personal issues with you Mm. um and i know like i said that's it's happened in the past you know it's it's always happened but because of social media is kind of different
1: well i think it's it's philosophical differences but people act like they're diametrically opposed when many of them are synergetic right and i think that's one of the biggest things like there are certain things when you disrespect somebody's humanity where i'm like obviously that's diametrically opposed you can't fucking be like i don't see you as a human being but i'm on your side no fuck you that's not true you can't be on my side if you don't see me as a as an equal right but there's some shit where it's just like well i think we should go speak to the president well i think well, I don't want to go speak to him. Both of y'all should be able to do that without coming at each other.
2: And, and, and that's Both
1: of y'all should be able to do that. Both of y'all should be able to do that. You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't then turn into, like, fuck you. Well, fuck you then. That's that's the kind of thing I see all the time. Where I'm like, oh, that's crazy. You know, I still right. remember um, we had an issue in the Facebook group where um, people were coming at uh safety pin box for a second. You remember? Like, I was like the fuck y'all are in our group y'all listen to our podcast these are our friends as addition in addition to just being like uh good activists and shit come on what 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 did you what's positive about this interaction what made you think we would want this happening in our name what made you think that we would want this happening in our group you know what i mean like well why wouldn't you be able to say oh we disagreed about this thing but that's cool you know good luck with that work done you know we we just had a disagreement as opposed to now i'm gonna talk about your mama now i'm gonna talk you know what i mean like now i'm gonna talk about your husband now i'm gonna talk then it's like well where the fuck did that ugly part come from
2: right right and 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 for me it becomes uh frustrating because uh i i always see people as human beings and i think that uh a lot of people when it comes to activism some people subconsciously take them for granted they always think some shit pop off it's gonna be somebody always there to take care of it it's gonna be somebody always gonna do it thanklessly they don't you know why don't you do it for free you know and shit like that. you go well you wouldn't want to show up at your goddamn job for free and do it for nothing like like what you're saying statistically and logically makes no sense
1: but also then do it the other way you know what i'm saying if you don't like this support someone that does it the other way right there's so many choices at this point we don't have to denigrate one to sur- to support another, you know, but we often end up in that boat over and over again, it's like the trap of being blackness I love being black, every day yes. I wake up I love being black, but there's a there's a cost to this shit you know, and it's a very real like you can't not think about this you can't not, if, if you're any level of, uh, you know, paying attention, but uh, anyway, the name of that article was "In so Jedediah Brown gave all of himself to the city he loved um it's a great write-up i don't know him personally i don't know the author or anything like that it's a very long read um but it talks more importantly than just about him it talks about the cost of activism to black people mm-hmm. and how many of these activists have either killed themselves right died mysteriously a couple ferguson names in that come on you know cars on fire and shit um or just had to walk away you know the toll that this shit takes on folks man it's not and the thanklessness to it the you know it's the day that you have to go take care of yourself because you don't know if you can take seeing all this pain and anguish anymore or you can take you know all that and then we go at the same time well fuck you you didn't show up to that one so fuck you you didn't show up to yes 12 people got shot you didn't show you showed up to 11 and not 12 fuck you i hate that dude he's trash don't i don't want that Uh I, i hate her that that organization is whack you know it's one of the things i think uh it'll be interesting to see if the lesson was imparted on a younger generation of activists um but how the fuck like there needs to be some either understanding or hopefully some level of um appreciation or something i don't know what the right word is but for the fact that it's people like um uh like a al sharpton like a jesse jackson like a um why am i drawing a blank on um the congressman uh from atlanta from atlanta georgia what the fuck john uh lewis yes john (laughs) what the fuck am i anyway a john lewis you know like uh, um um maxine waters like there needs to be some level of either appreciation picking their brain something how did you do this for this long right because these other people did this for four and five years and they killing themselves they are literally i'm not not, about depression like it ain't a joke how did you do this for so long because you also saw times that were fucked up as well if not worse how did you do this for so long you know, like we, things that we admonished about them, I think people should be wondering how the fuck you, how did you, how are you able to stay vigilant Cause there, that long? There
2: has to be some method to it for you to literally keep your sanity. I don't think people, people underestimate the the mental toll, the physical toll, the spiritual toll, and the emotional toll that uh, being an activist and being out in the forefront and seeing a lot of death and seeing a lot of dying and seeing a lot of sadness it has got to get to you at some point in time and so it's one of those things where there has to be a balance there has to be times for you to walk away there has to be time for you to take a mental break there has to be time for you to check offline like there has to be because the thing is white supremacy is designed to beat
1: you to the point that you give up or you die well also the losses correct? Like, we don't talk about like forget about just the death and the fact that you see a family through and support them all the way till they get that ultimate decision in court. And how 99% of the time, n- nothing's gonna happen. Maybe they get some money in a settlement from the city years later. Maybe. But they, they baby ain't coming back. They daddy ain't coming back. They, they, they sister, they mother, they, they never coming back. You know what I mean? And the police officers or the people that do these injustices, the school district, even if this person wins this lawsuit, that school district, those people still call their kids those things, those names. Correct. Those the, those deputies still overlooked that egregious um harm and threat done and called it freedom of speech. These things still happen to those 14-year-old girls. These things still happen. They still count. And how how do you see that every day and come out on the other side a healthy human being?
2: Yeah, there has to be a method to it.
1: Yeah you know like we talk about self-care but we really do admonish people for 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 having self-care right right i remember when charlamagne and uh the breakfast club had that episode where they uh had little deval on and they made those transgender jokes right and i want to say it was like the weekend of i think LJ williams uh wedding mm-hmm. so she had invited certain people there you know there's like uh and i just saw this via twitter but right. like jamila lemieux feminista jones or somebody else were there right people was going on their twitter to be like why the fuck y'all not saying that so y'all just gonna let charlamagne get away with this wait some of y'all went on his show and y'all cool with this i'm in another country at a wedding (laughs) and i'm and it's the weekend i might need some time to myself before checking this this twitter shit i might be in a place where i can't have my phone on roaming because i'm gonna get charged for it come on but i have to be on all the time keep in mind many many people are already talking about this It wasn't like a lack of conversation but that's how we use people up we expect right. them to be machines we don't we expect them to be our 24 7 news channel and if they're not, if they never have a if they don't have a hot take on everything, if they're not ready to boycott everyone, the if they're then it's like you're trash canceled, you're the worst, you're complicit, you might as well be uh Charlemagne, you might as well be Lil Duvall, you might you know it's that kind of thing where it's like, damn, we really throw motherfuckers away real quick. And at the same time, nobody gets canceled. So it's not like the motherfucker gonna not exist. You just going to wait till the next time when you do need them or when they are right and be like, oh, yeah, my dog. I love them. Do you?
2: <laughs> do you? Mm-mm. No, 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 because receipts are forever. And it's uh, one of those things to where uh, we we're talking about the breaks. People act like you're not supposed to take breaks. And when you have people that are activism in an activist room that set boundaries and, and set boundaries, and be like yeah. these are the things I will and will not deal but, with. yeah people that like it's a problem for them setting boundaries not even
1: just activists though all of us right like one of the reasons i'm kind of standoffish with people in general because y'all not gonna use me to fuck up some of this shit is for me you know what i mean it's like when people be like oh man i love to hear uh this thing with you and your niece man that's me and my niece that has nothing to do with you you know what i mean like we have certain shit that is like oh want to do a movie review come on through we talk but sometimes it's, it's me and my niece yeah. talking about slime you know sometimes it's just uh me and my brother talking about music sometimes it's just not for everyone else and mm-hmm. that's fine too sometimes right. it's just a conversation on the sideline of basketball court and that's where it's gonna stay and you know what i mean and that's the end of it and i feel like we almost Uh, judge or make people feel like they're obligated to to give us their everything all the time Um, but anyway we got on a long tangent 100 obviously for that article Um, as you can see it sparked a lot Um, anyway in this segment on this quote I'm not going to do another article because we've talked so long Uh, Tony Morrison said I saw this today Uh, the function the very serious function of racism is distraction it keeps you from doing your work it keeps you explaining over and over again your reason for being somebody says you have no language so you spend 20 years proving that you do somebody says your head isn't shaped properly so you have scientists working on the fact that it is someone says you have no art so you dredge that up somebody says you have no kingdoms so you dredge that up none of that is necessary there will always be one more thing correct alright um let's do something else see what else we got I'm gonna skip trash
2: um, no, yeah we, uh,
1: yeah i got enough trash for today my trash yeah. can full. yeah I. you know i'll say this about the trash because i don't feel like reading these articles to y'all and it's really not worth it but um people have already started with the like aziz sorry is a victim in this and y'all need to stop um being so hard on that dude keep in mind the woman who wrote that thing didn't say we need to cancel him blacklist him nobody said that um he was uh boycotted or he needs to pay money time's up nobody said any of that but the defense has basically been like y'all said let's kill a season sorry and uh that's not what happened that's not what happened and it's become about the legal definition of sexual assault which i find very interesting because i would feel morally none of us should want a person to feel the way that woman felt when she left my that house right i would think that that none of us would want that You know, And if you didn't notice, then I would feel like most people should feel some way sorry about that and feel like I have a gross oversight, which can happen. I'm not even on the train of like, he had to be this, that, or the other. I don't fucking know that dude. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really know his work like that either, but I don't know that dude. I don't know if he's the nice guy predator people think he is. I don't know if this is really just the one time and we'll never hear another woman come out with a story like this and this was just a fucked up night i don't fucking know i just know people are super fucking callous about all this shit and the whole thing about he's the real victim one woman wrote this the humiliation of a a season sorry her name is caitlin flanagan she's a trash writer she got this in the atlantic uh two months ago you know what she wrote for the atlantic that the me too movement is a revolution and it's not going away and we need to support it and men need to be scared do you
2: don't mean it like that that white feminism kills me let
1: me tell you what that was it happened to somebody you liked right so it's different right when it's somebody we like most people morality only extends as far as do I like, like this person or not that's the whole fucking equation for most people you know it's one of the reasons I back away from a lot of people cause I'm like oh this isn't about conviction it's just you like this nigga and not that other one right. let me tell y'all something if we heard the same fucking story don't switch anything the same story the only name that changed was matt damon instead of a season sorry how many motherfuckers will be like i knew it Mm -hmm. (laughs) how many motherfuckers will be like i told you so this motherfucker fuck him i ain't like what he said two years ago it's a season it's like well we got a hearing now. i don't don't know i mean do we really want to just say it all counts so how can we count this in the me too movement i'll tell you how look at the comments on the article come on if you look at the comments on the article you'll see why this is included that's all you know the dude apologized twice i don't like i said i don't know his heart or any of that shit the dude apologized twice and it's with most things we cover on the show it's not the initial infraction that has happened in the past that is over for however however you want to like judge that or whatever she has had no more interaction with this dude he hasn't sought more interaction with her she publicized it in the hopes that it wouldn't happen to some other woman or if it was happening to other women people would be made aware uh which is something we all a guilt trip we always put on these women because there's never a right time if you say his name why are you selling in his career if you don't say his name how am i supposed to believe it happened right right why you want to fuck up this man's money well okay well i won't say who did it but this thing happened to me i can't believe you well who did i mean who what wasn't who did it you know, the whole thing is we want to dismiss these women at the end of the day or come these on. survivors or whatever. Like I just know in general it's very telling the way people have been responding to this and this reminds me of exactly how people started responding when it Weinstein shit first came out. I mean, you gave him a massage. I mean I mean he you went to I mean, why were you in his room? I mean so you did a business meeting at a hotel? I mean come on now. That was a date you remember all that shit but y'all think this different nobody's learned shit and people are already ready for this movement to be over somebody on headline news called this woman out and said the worst thing he should get is a case of blue balls he the one of the good ones she felt strongly enough to put her rep on the line to defend this dude that she probably doesn't even fucking know except for tv and shit and if five more women come out then what the fuck she gonna say she gonna issue a retraction she gonna apologize to grace this this anonymous woman no she won't she'll pretend it didn't happen it'll be this dude's disgusting pig that's just what people do man it's people have no fucking um willpower for this shit to continue that's all time's up got their hands cut out got their work cut out for them yes they do that's all i'll just leave it at that um all right let's do something fun let's do guest the race um let me get my guest the race music now that it's time for some some guest the the race. race That's right, it's guess the race time. Now that it's time for some guess the race.
2: That's right, it's
1: guess the race time. Ba-dee. That's right, it's time for guess the race. The number one game show going across all the podcasts and we read the play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, Karen in the chat room, to guess the race. And all those people are racist, okay? So don't get mad, it's true. Uh, cops don't turn the other cheek in a fanny flashing caper. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! Fort Pierce, Florida. A man accused of flashing his fanny at people was arrested and it doesn't appear deputies had to work their butts off to do so. Oh, shit now. The case of the reported derriere displaying dude happened December 20th. St. Lucie County Sheriff's Deputy was sent to the area of Avenue Q and North 39th Street with a man, uh, with reports of a man flashing his butt at people.
2: Ha, ha, ha. Got, 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 uh, butt cheeks. Got that, um, what do you call it? Got the moon in the daytime.
1: Mm-hmm. Luckily, it had that crack squad on the case. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the 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 buttocks obviously is called mooning, which is supposed to be disrespectful. 1932. What the fuck? That's when Sunrise Ford opened. No,
2: that, that's when he the, saw his butt cheeks.
1: was happening here? Right. Uh, it, uh, the man was wearing a black shirt and dark jeans. They found a man marching, matching that description. Identified him as 44 year old Alvin Wilson. Oh, a witness evidently helped the police get to the bottom of things said he was driving he saw a man with his pants below his buttocks and reported that both cheeks were in plain view ah not one but two Mm-hmm. besides like something Eugene would say both butt cheeks were stumbling in five wide by five by five ah uh, anyway a deputy reported dispatchers got two calls from the same person flashing a school bus oh man Oh. he was arrested for disturbing the peace um uh, guess the race white Karen's going with white let me get the chat room in here what guesses do you have for his race uh let's see florida white white bob from martin (laughs) white bob my man um oh we only got two guesses all these people in the chat it's oh cracker ass crack woody allen's cousin white moonlight black them buns weren't toasted white (laughs) white everybody's going white on this one all right Uh well uh pale moonlight white the correct answer is and everybody that guessed white missed it he was black
2: oh oh so it was the black moon
1: (laughs) there was a black moon one person got it right one person you get the golf clap. (laughs)
2: <laughs> hope it came up and went away
1: okay let me uh let me um i'm gonna have to refresh guys because <laughs> no problem uh sometimes it takes it does this i'll be right back but yeah hc good job buddy i know right how the hell did did you right. get that only only uh people boned up the show the crack of the asses what's his name alvin that's- wilson right I mean, that's a pretty black name though
2: alvin is white people named
1: alvin i guess that wilson though a lot lot of white wilson's care what you Uh, think
2: i don't
1: know i don't know alvin wilson if you just told me the name and closed my eyes said imagine alvin wilson i feel like i would come up with a black man (laughs) i I can't be 100% sure because obviously i'm biased since i know the answer right but i don't know alvin wilson felt pretty niggerish to me (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) is it showing up yet yes it is oh look
2: at that haircut mm-hmm.
1: we got that plenisher haircut uh yeah when you don't have an edge up that and you don't have that taper line that is a 100% he um, cut his own hair you are not right in the head haircut um all right let's do another one a londoner is barred from boarding two flights in two days after wearing all of his clothes to avoid the excess baggage fee
2: oh he was like i'm not paying 25 dollars
1: he was not paying. He ain't had a five carry.
2: How did he get in the goddamn seat with all his clothes
1: on? He had eight pairs of trousers and oh. ten shirts in an effort to dodge the excess baggage fee. Instead, he got barred from the plane. How did he get through TSA?
2: How did they scan them? I'm confused now. TSA was like, sir, sir,
1: you can't scan all those clothes. Ryan Hawaii. Ha ha ha
2: He have had a wine shirt on white
1: whose real name is Ryan Carney Williams was held at a Kevlovik airport in Iceland after he attempted to uh, board a British airways plane wearing extra clothes in an apparent effort to lodge an excess baggage charge. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, dodge. I'm sorry. Not lodge to dodge, Ah! to dodge it. He was trying to dodge it. Uh, he was denied entry to the plane and later arrested for causing the disruption. According to reports, Mr. Williams says he was then blamed for boarding an EasyJet flight. Not the uh, EasyJet. I said blamed. Banned from boarding an EasyJet flight the following day after the airline heard about his behavior. Damn, they was talking about him.
2: <laughs> you know they was. They're like, oh, he showed up again? All
1: right. Uh, this is Bridge Airways. Um, if you see a motherfucker with ten <laughs>
2: layers of cloth on <laughs> you see him you see a motherfucker look like look like he frosted a snowman tell, name, tell him he can't come on our plane his
1: name's ryan hawaii real name ryan carney williams uh don't let his ass on the plane i know
2: but be like if he show if he shows up just hit on just just hit the uh thing and say 5050 we'll know what you mean
1: the artist and clothing designer from south london was refused entry to his original flight when he tried to board with an oversized bag um, oh
2: so he came with a big bag
1: yeah that was like yeah we'll just give them the um he was thinking i guess he was thinking to himself um oh okay they're gonna try to give me a baggage they won't let me put my bag in the overhead right i'm gonna open my bag up put my clothes on and just wear all the clothes at the same time what and you try mean, to sneak in you,
2: i mean when you just smell funky i mean all your clothes will be ruined
1: he had paid a handbag only fare that meant he could only bring a small bag on the flight. On the plane, uh, okay. In a brazen bid to avoid paying the excess fee, he donned his extra clothes and attempted to board the flight. He was still refused entry, and the dispute escalated and he confronted security staff.
2: He really didn't want to put five on it.
1: He posted two videos to Twitter asking employees why he was not allowed to board
2: because you got 50 layers of clothes on sir and it's that, 75 degrees
1: outside i know that's looking at him like eddie murphy in the clumps like is this motherfucker serious <laughs> right? you are sweating like a pig sir no you can barely walk sir what are you right, doing right. can you explain can you explain why i can't get on the flight see he's talking directly to tsa why can't i fly why can't i fly and they see him recording me it. don't touch me why am i not allowed to fly do,
2: do we have to call the police
1: yeah if needs be. yeah, yeah. i haven't do done anything miss. wrong you cannot that's him recording himself being stupid um <laughs> police were called to intervene um the airline arranged and i'll the flight to london for the customer um they arrested him in all 14 pairs of pants. It's sad cuz he was on Twitter, ah! talk, he was on Twitter talking that shit. And J had to DM him and be like, "Hey, I'm bad." Like cuz you know, bad publicity. They don't care. Uh, although we're not in a position to comment on the actions that British Airways took, this is from EasyJet. The captain for your EasyJet flight was made aware of what happened the previous day. Because of this, the captain took the decision to offload you from the flight. Because of this, I'm afraid we can't offer you a refund for your booking under our terms and conditions. So he couldn't even get his money back.
2: Right, right.
1: You gonna argue with us because you don't want to put five on it, dog After questioning, he was sent back to the airport, booked the second flight with EasyJet the next day. But after a two hour delay at the gate, he said he was once again prevented from boarding after the pilot heard about his previous behavior. He wrote on Twitter and again refused from two flights in two days for no valid reason. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> now for the now, now for the fact that if our
1: drug dog try to bite you, he probably wouldn't bite your ass because you got some of the clothes on. How did he have the money for another flight but not the baggage fee? Right. I'm, I'm true You you got enough for another ticket, but you couldn't put five on it to put it at the bottom of the plane. What were the logistics on this, man? uh how did
2: you get in the clothes you go into the bathroom and tied up for 20 minutes putting on all these clothes like i don't understand this
1: i hope you had to pee on the flight Right,
2: that's all right you might as well just pissing the clothes in because you you never Look, get them off on time
1: and nobody will ever see it right at the top layer <laughs> nope it's like a diaper our hand baggage only fares from Iceland are as low as 47 pounds each way and are designed for customers who are traveling without any hold baggage. We do, we do understand our customers plans can change so they can choose to pay a fee at the airport if they need an extra bag. We explained a policy to our customer and arranged an uh, alternate flight to London. Uh, the spokesman from EasyJet said the captain and the ground crew were concerned about reports from the previous day so they were funded to travel and he traveled with another airline. <coughs> Guess the race of Ryan Hawaii, aka Ryan, uh, fuck was this full name? Ryan Carney Williams. Uh, Hawaii 50 White. <laughs> okay, let me check the chat room. So white that white people say, damn, that's some white shit. Doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have McDonald's money or baggage fees black. Oh. They dislike Joey on friends. Wore all his clothes but routinely takes his shoes off mid-flight white. Let me oh. speak to a manager white. <laughs> <laughs> does it look like i was left off of bat does it look like i was left off of bad and bougie black ain't got the five black man's hot, not hot white megan marco black casper white whiter than trump's cabinet don't touch me bro white so white <laughs> martin i ain't playing the five black broke ass black dude cheap ass white not ryan atlanta so white okay <laughs> all the layers of h&m white <laughs> <laughs> ryan who whitey <laughs> oh god oh that was good that you was guys good. you good. guys um uh, anyway the correct answer is and most of you guys went with uh white on this one i believe right yes um and some of y'all went with black though to your credit anyway uh the correct answer is he was black
2: what Here oh, go
1: some of you did get it right though what black as fuck all right let's go to the bonus Uh round this game is rigged (laughs) let's go to the bonus round stop being so racist (laughs) my racism is beating me today Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Double the points, double the race, and the bonus round against the race. So far, Karen is 0 for 2.
2: I know! But, niggas out here doing white shit today. What's happening?
1: Can she make it up in the bonus round? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> i'd also like to take a moment to let you guys know jl covan has put out his five part the punisher at home series oh it's hilarious it's so fucking good you should check it out oh and we're about to run out of time so i'm gonna go to the i'm gonna go to the next section now and we'll be right back um but guys it's so fucking good um (laughs) he's doing john bernthal as the punisher uh it is and like the last is five parts the fifth part is him doing john bernthal acting as the punisher school ah! it's so it's just so
2: oh uh, just i'm like jail don't quit don't quit jail
1: right I, I mean i laughed so hard in my house <laughs> by myself like i was just sitting in the house cracking up when karen walked in because i was just watching each part like the first one is is the punisher um debates michael jordan versus lebron james
2: oh
1: and um each one of them I, i'm not gonna spoil all the jokes and stuff but each one of them he finds a way to bring up that his family is dead so each one of them, <laughs> each one of them he'll end up being like you know uh my fa you know uh This thing happened because my family is dead and I don't have my wife. I'll see if I can play one before we get out of here, but let me do this last one. Police. Woman left $100,000 worth of heroin outside of a middle school. What? What? Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, on Wednesday, December 20, 2017, at approximately 9:28 a.m., a suspicious backpack was found by the school district employees in the rear parking lot of Cecilia Snyder Middle School. District personnel notified Ben Salem Police who discovered the backpack contained four bricks of heroin. The heroin had already been packaged for sale. The bag contained approximately 10,000 dosages uh good God. heroin and the street value is estimated to be $100,000 uh since then they've been conducting an investigation identified a source of the heroin went through subsequent investigation and a re- review of video surveillance um they learned that a tan toyota corolla from with new jersey license registration was in the area with the, where the school bag was recovered. further investigation led investigators to the conduct to conduct a traffic stop on the target vehicle on uh, january 10th 2018 at eight fifty p.m uh how is this motherfucker still alive a month later if they lost a hundred thousand dollars worth of heroin i feel like right. Some, somebody somebody, somebody would have hunted hunt him down would have been i like, hey. yeah no Ooh, that's a lot of heroin the traffic stop combined with previous investigative uh efforts directly led to the identity and arrest of 26 year old natasha willis from ben salem willis admitted to possessing and accidentally placing the bag outside of her vehicle behind the school december 20th 2017 Natasha Willis was charged with possession with the intent to deliver narcotics and related offenses. She was around, Yeah, she going to jail for a long time. Her bail was set at $750,000. Good God. Uh, and Willis was turned over to the PA constables and transported to Bucks County Correctional Facility. Police say the heroin was not intended for the school and at no time students placed in danger due to the quick action of school district personnel and the police. Uh, guess the race of Natasha Willis? Natasha? I think Natasha was black. Alright, check the chat room. <clears throat> EVE e says honky on heroin. Uh, where's the money, Scholar? White for real. Did you say Constable? Black. Upgraded from weeds? White. <laughs> Salem? Witch? White i mean ben salem kind of close to chester and it's black over there i'm guessing she dropped it off in her bonnet black oh heroin makes me say white but in the opposite in this opposite day i'm gonna say black plus natasha though way too many reruns of the wire black peckerwood the correct answer is black A lot of y'all did say white, though. Yep, she was. Yeah, her
2: name, and then that bell. I was like, God damn, that's a high bell.
1: Man, she gonna go to jail forever. For real, forever, ever, forever, ever. Um and then let me find JL's Um Punisher. Uh, it video. is
2: hilarious. The parts that I seen, which I gotta go back and watch the rest.
1: Yeah. Um. It's so good. Um.
2: Yeah. Y'all go like JL's YouTube page and and subscribe. It is worth to follow. If you never uh have followed his YouTube page, go back and watch his old stuff. It is hilarious.
1: Yeah. He also has been putting some of his stand up stuff up there too because he's getting ready to do his album at some point. Um, but uh all right. So I'll play the first one, the MJ versus LeBron. But like I said, there's five parts, and you guys can go check them all out. Um, and it's well worth it. Each part is probably like three to four minutes long. Um, <clears throat> so you know they're short watches. Um, uh, but you know he's brilliant. Cookie.
2: You think I need a racing brand? You know what races are? Then get it right. Oh, why did you get small again? I don't know. Big again. Is idea. it playing though? Yes, yeah, playing.
1: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> a,
0: lot, a lot of people don't know that I'm a, a big hoops fan. I'm a baller. Okay, you know I need to exercise. I said, "Hey, I, I stay in such good shape when I'm murdering people." Okay, wreaking havoc across the city. I got to stay in shape, so I'm a baller. I like playing. You know, I got a pretty good j. But yeah, my friend asked me, and I, I do have friends. Okay, friend asked me the other day, he's like, "Who do you think is better? You know, Michael Jordan or LeBron James?" And I said, Hey! <laughs> Michael Jordan, is that even a question? Okay, sure, Michael Jordan's got six rings, okay? And that's, you know, that's good. I had a ring, I had a ring. It was a a wedding ring to my family. It was murdered, okay? Yeah, and you're asking me if I think that I should pick Michael Jordan? who was so skinny, he couldn't protect his own family. Meanwhile, LeBron James built like a brick <coughs> shithouse, okay? If I'm going to war with somebody, do I want the skinny old Michael Jordan who wears mom jeans, huh? You think that's what I want? Or do I want a brick house from Ohio, 6'8", 280? That's what I want, yeah? That's that. So I'm going, you know, LeBron may have three rings. They will beat the ass off of anybody else, including Michael Jordan, okay? You know, I can't, you know, you're me a guy with mom jeans and six rings. That sounds like a lot of jewelry and a lot of mom jeans, okay? Yeah? So that's, that's not what I'm going for, okay? I want LeBron James in my corner. He's the GOAT, okay? That's end discussion, okay? And I swear to God, you come at me. Yeah, if you come at me with Michael Jordan talk, I'll break your neck. (laughs) (laughs) What the
2: hell is wrong with jail? (laughs) Rings and mom
1: jeans. (laughs) (laughs) He got better at depression too because when he when John Bernthal does the Punisher, he had that yeah. Yes, was he was getting that yeah this time man oh god oh, hold on i'll do one more guys i'm sorry these are so good let's to go me. to buy two i'll do one more this one's about fiber okay, okay? the punisher is constipated ah! and, he, and he needs some help oh uh, he needs some help uh oh wait it's a cafe mm. press ad hold on. but he needs some help to obviously use the bathroom so his maid bought him some fiber uh to, to, to hook up his diet, okay? That's the that's the setup. Also visually you have to see it guys, cause his yes. face his face look like John Bernthal, man. He got all the angles. He went and got the haircut guys. Oh ah! my god.
2: <laughs> raisins are dead grapes
0: even so, his face i have a housekeeper okay? I can't run around these streets you know take care of the city without a housekeeper to keep my place neat so she found out I was constipated okay apparently that's you know that's, that's something people need to know nowadays so she decided to get me stuff to help me get regular like I'm not a regular guy <laughs> Like what we had, you know, she got me, you know, fiber bread. Okay, that's, that's, you know, I guess that's, that's, that's okay. But then, you know, she made the mistake of, of getting me raisin, raisin bread. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I worked Scary. at a vineyard, my favorite snack. favorite snack as a kid was, was grapes. And I loved grapes. And then I had to see... All those grapes get murdered to make wine. <laughs> and now she's buying me. She's buying me raisin bread? Yeah. Raisin bread? Yeah, that's 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 what you think I need? I need raisin bread? You know what raisins are? Okay? The dead grapes! <laughs> dead grapes. I'm, I'm not gonna eat dead grapes. Okay, but it says it has a lot of fiber, so I'm not gonna give it try. You hear me? Yeah? <laughs> 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 He's taking a shit.
2: <laughs> 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 that grunt.
1: Oh. oh, I'm sorry. It's too good. <clears throat> anyway y'all should check it out if you have a chance subscribe to his YouTube channel please
2: do y'all
1: oh my god that cracked me up so much man Uh, so I hope you guys I'll try to tag one in the show notes but um, on our our website so you can play it directly from the website if you guys want to Um, but he has the Punisher gets a dog then he has the Punisher um, picks the Oscar winners and then john Burnthaw acting class it's it's so perfect it's so good all right we gotta get out of here um but we gotta do sword ratchetness okay guys i can never let the uh the punisher doesn't let criminals go and i don't let uh people that uh do sword crime go no we don't Uh, an uber driver 26 denies attacking uh police officers with a four-foot samurai sword after shouting allahu akbar outside of buckingham palace
2: oh shit
1: uh terror suspect muhuis sanath child 26 is accused of driving a blue toyota prius at a marked police van on constitution hill on the evening of august 25th last year <clears> he <throat> so then got he then reached for a four foot long samurai sword he had stored in the well of the car but was sprayed with CS gas and arrested as he shouted at Allahu Al- Akbar two officers were taken by ambulance to the to the hospital with minor cuts and discharged a short time later a third injured officer did not quite uh, did not require hospital treatment <clears throat> as part of the attack child hurting, cherry hurt a suicide note has oh. been claimed so it's not gonna open the shut case if this is shit is all true today he appeared in the uh old bailey via video link and pleaded not guilty to one kind of engaging in conduct in preparation of terrorist acts oh uh contrary to section five of the terrorism act of 20, 2006 um <clears throat> due to communication breakdown between the high court and high security Belmarsh prison the court was not able to hear the defendant but he was able to hear the proceedings prison staff wrote out a number of signs with pieces of paper that with the words yes no guilty and not guilty uh he was wearing a prison issue jumper and used pieces of paper to confirm his name enter a plea of not guilty to the single count uh the charge alleges uh that he had obtained a samurai sword purchased a knife sharpener prepared a suicide note and drove to the area of london adjacent to buckingham palace mrs justin seema groob said um this case will be fixed for trial to commence june 18th this year with a uh estimate with an estimate of seven days so there you guys go sword even in terrorism right we'll talk to you guys uh tomorrow until then love you i love you too